0: Hello and welcome to the Logistics Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Cliff, Content Coordinator for SHU Logistics. Thanks for joining us. This is Let's Talk Logistics. This week we are pleased to be joined by Thea Cooper, Business Account Manager at the anti-slavery charity Unseen UK. With tens of millions in forced labour around the world, the chances are that most businesses will have some kind of exploitation in their supply chains. Today, Theo discusses how you can develop your own modern slavery statement and how to get access to unique services to help you stay on top of forced labour risks in your business.
1: modern slavery is the illicit trade in human beings, essentially. It's where people are turned into commodities, ready to be bought and sold and exploited. It is where people are making profit out of other people, essentially. There's unfortunately very little chance of prosecution for the perpetrators and obviously it is a human rights violation. The crime is hidden. This is why things like this are so important at raising awareness amongst everybody. I'm often asked when I say that I work in modern slavery, I'm often asked whether or not that that is something that happens in other countries. It's assumed that I must be working with people from other countries, but it is a global issue. It very much happens within the UK. And I think it's really important that we kind of take stock of that and be aware of that and be mindful as we're going about our daily lives as to things that don't look quite right. So moving on from that, then let's look at the global scale. At the moment, the global scale is over 40 million. Latest estimates are about 65 million. So that's how many people are currently within a form of modern slavery. So that covers the spectrum. So within that, there is domestic servitude, labour abuse, all manner of different things. But that is the global scale and how many people are in modern slavery at the moment. And the UK scale... So again, latest estimates are about 136,000. Last year was over 10,000 referrals through the National Referral Mechanism, which is the government system that potential victims get referred through to. The estimates say almost you know 150,000. So 136,000 is kind of the most recent estimates. So 150 billion pounds is the annual profits from modern slavery. Now this equates to the second largest trade globally. And it's when you put it into that context and put it into that scale that you really get a feel for this global worldwide problem that we have so looking firstly from a business perspective the first thing that comes to mind is compliance with section 54 of the modern slavery act which came in in 2015 so most of you will likely be aware that this is businesses over 36 million pounds have to produce an annual statement saying what they have done to mitigate the risk of modern slavery within their business and indeed if they haven't done anything stating that they haven't done anything within the previous 12 months. So obviously, that's very important in terms of compliance. But also, there's changes upcoming for legislation, both within the UK and within the EU. In fact, EU legislation is to be tabled this autumn, so very, very soon. And then I would imagine that UK legislation won't be far behind. We had a transparency in supply chains forum in September last year, the government reviewed the current policy and agreed that there are several changes that need to be made. So it looks like legislation is really going to be firmed up. So that's definitely one from a business perspective to keep an eye on. Understanding where the risks are within your business, as I've said, actually, it comes down to that being part of legislation. It's kind of impossible to know where the risks are unless you fully understand modern slavery bit better which again is why these sessions of raising awareness and raising the knowledge is really important if you see something going about your daily lives and plus if you see it within your business would you know the signs to spot would you know what to do interestingly enough community members in 2020 made up the highest proportion of callers to the helpline you know victims really do rely on community members to report something that they see and oftentimes we see Reports coming in through members of the public and then those victims are brought out of that situation, which they wouldn't have been unless we'd have had that report in and we were able to pass it through to the correct authorities. So it is really important, really important for victims. And again, not least looking at the impact of COVID and Brexit. We really can't get away from COVID at the moment. It really does seem it ticks on. So, obviously, there's the long term economic impact of COVID 19. None of us have a crystal ball, none of us know where this will end up, what situation we're going to be in, but it is pretty clear that there has been a huge financial impact globally, but certainly in the UK, because of businesses not being able to open, because of all the impact that COVID has had ongoing with furlough and with businesses closing. So, a huge huge economic impact and certainly that's going to be long term and in terms of modern slavery how that affects victims is that where there is insecurity and vulnerability it creates a really good environment for exploiters to coerce victims you know when people are desperate situation they do things that they wouldn't normally do and this is an area that you could find people getting involved in you know criminal exploitation and things like that Obviously, there's added pressure on supply chains. And certainly, there are the flip side of businesses closing throughout the pandemic. There was the flip side of that, which you guys will obviously be well aware of, which is the added pressure on supply chains of those products that were needed more than ever. And obviously, a spike in demand, again, creates a spike in demand of people. And again, that's another area that exploiters can very cleverly infiltrate and get potential victims, get people on board. And get them into a situation of exploitation. And also, going along with that, is that normal due diligence was not really able to take place on the same scale that we would normally expect. So, where businesses would usually be able to go out and do face to face audits with their supply chain, those face to face audits, certainly in our experience, have not happened, certainly not on the scale that we would usually expect. So, you know, where an auditor might be going out and seeing something that doesn't look quite right certainly you know in logistics sector if a worker's not happy if something doesn't look right then that's something that can get picked up in due diligence as part of auditing but that has been really on standby throughout the pandemic so that is definitely put added pressure on that side.
2: Hi I'm John Martin for IMHX and I'd like to share some insight into this year's event and invite you, the listeners of the logistics podcast, to get involved. The next IMHX event will be held at the NEC in Birmingham from the 6th to the 8th of September 2022 and we are over the moon to be welcoming our exhibitors and visitors back after a three-year hiatus. Over the last few years, the logistics industry has seen unprecedented growth and development, and this will be reflected on the show floor. Exhibiting at IMHX is a surefire way to target highly sought-after audience of buyers and decision-makers. IMHX is the only event of its kind in the UK and is attended by thousands of prospective customers seeking to source new solutions to improve warehousing operations, stay ahead of the latest supply chain trends, and grow their professional network. If you're interested in exhibiting, get in touch with me at joel.martin and I'll be happy to discuss options with you. Space is filling quickly, which is going to show how excited the industry is to meet again. I'm looking forward to returning to the NEC in September and hope you will meet us there.
1: So what are we looking for in terms of signs? How can we spot signs? How do we know if we see a potential victim? What does it look like? What does someone look like that's in a potential exploitative situation? How do we know? So first of all, looking at their physical and psychological appearance. So that could be if they're looking neglected, malnourished, exhausted. If they are fearful, anxious or withdrawn, oftentimes that is a really good indication that something might be going on. Isolation, apart from just meaning that they are alone all the time, actually if their English isn't very good, if they haven't got strong English or communication skills, do they have someone speaking on their behalf or is there someone always with them communicating for them? So isolation, not necessarily just meaning on that. Are they isolated by another person? Are they always with another person that seems to take control of the situation? Restricted freedom. So are they reluctant to leave their situation? Again, going along with being fearful. Have they got no access to their personal ID documentation? So this is where a real control element comes in, which is typical of a modern slavery situation where they can't leave the situation because they haven't got a passport, they haven't got access to their own money, perhaps if they're in debt, if their living situation means you know they may have locks on the outside of the doors, which all points to something being really not quite right and their restriction of their freedom. Particularly within the logistics sector, that something that you might see and might come across is a lack of PPE. So, obviously, this should be something that is provided freely. And so, situations where we do see a lack of PPE, it may be something as simple as someone hasn't got a high vis jacket or safety boots when they really should have. So, that's quite an important one, but can be very subtle. Poor living conditions. So absolutely, you know, if someone is living with many people, that's often what we see, you know, 10 or more people are living in, you know, a three bed or less home. So certainly they're living conditions. And certainly sometimes people are living on site, people can be living within vehicles. So that's something that we see. And then lastly, unusually long working hours. Often they'll have unusual travel times. So people will be brought to work and taken home from work by exploiters. So that's something to look out for as well. So unusual travel times, unusually long working hours, and are they being taken to and from work by the same person or by the same people? Often they're travelling at night, so they won't be seen, which goes along unusually long working hours. So they're just a few things to look out for, and certainly if one or more of those things are appearing within someone, then it is a good indication that they may be a victim of exploitation.
0: Thank you to Thea for sharing her thoughts with us today. You can learn more about the risks of modern slavery at unseenuk.org. For the latest updates from the material handling and intralogistics logistics industry, be sure to sign up for the SHD Logistics newsletter at shdlogistics.com. Thank you for listening to the Logistics Podcast. See you again soon.